All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's after five. Welcome back. A lovely Monday, or sorry, Wednesday here on uh, Sports 1440. God, it's don't want to scare you. You're like, what do you mean it's Monday? Yeah, that'd be the worst. The worst. No, it's, uh, it is Wednesday afternoon and uh, hope you're doing well. Turn your lights on as you make your way home. It's the uh, Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And if you're uh, feeling a little bit lucky, you want to look into it. We talked about the uh, prop bets, but hey, how about this? Uh, even more important, the uh, Lotto 649. Tonight, it's uh, it's looking good. Real good. If you are uh, somebody who um, feels lucky, $42 million, including the classic jackpot of my five mil. So check it out at Play Alberta. Hey, and uh, we welcome into the show, so we get to the uh, spec report once again, uh, brought to you by GS Construction, and uh, they are hiring right now from uh, laborers, pipe layers, top men or women. You have uh, operators for the main line and backfill, uh, water and sewer foreman, and more. If you want to work for a great company who is poised to celebrate 50 years this summer. Go to Indeed.com and look up G.S. Construction. And we uh, welcome in Mark Spector uh, to the program. Spec, how you doing? No, never been better, my friend. How are you doing? Hey, I, I'm all right. Um, the uh, the Edmonton orders. Uh, Connor McDavid afterwards, uh, you heard him and he was like, hey, man, you, you kind of you forget about uh, you know how much you hate losing, and uh, the orders you could tell his reaction on the bench. He wasn't happy. They didn't play poorly. They just off. It's funny, but offensively, their execution is likely what cost them the game, not their defense. 
Yeah, that's fair. Coming out of the break, neither team was particularly sharp offensively, I would say. Um, you know, Vegas gets the quick goal, right? You hearing me there? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, Vegas gets uh, that Chandler Stevenson goal that it was really a half a scoring chance, but the guy picks a corner beautifully. CC happens to be screening the goalie, and there's the, the game-winning goal, and, and Edmonton had five or six chances better than that one, and none of them went in. And really, that's the difference, right? Aiden Hill was fantastic. All the things that hadn't been happening to the orders for 16 games happened. It was post and out for Bouchard, not post and in. You know, Dreisaitl had a whole net to shoot at. He shot at the middle and it hit Aiden Hill in the head, <laughs> right? Yeah. McLeod had a wide open cage and somehow Nick Hay got a stick in there and deflected it over the glass. So those things hadn't been happening much to Edmonton. They all happened last night. That's what happens. Yeah, and so, you know, now it was funny. I was looking at their schedule spec. They've never actually lost one game in a row this year. Every time they lose, it's multiple games. Two, four, three. They never lost one. And so I think the key for them now is get back on the winning track as quick as you can. They're taking on a team in Anaheim that they beat for fun here lately. Eight, two, and seven, two this year. Pounded them in quite a few games uh, last season. I know they had the day off today. You know, they'll get back on the ice tomorrow. And then they got the game on Friday. It's disappointing, obviously. But overall, like, the order should still feel very good about themselves because, you know, that was a game you played well. And, and most nights, you, you probably could win the game. But what do you make of their offense, spec? Because their coach even said it before the break. Right? Uh, hey, I thought our offense was a little bit stale. Four and, and you really, if you look at it... um, they haven't had his goal with McDavid off of the ice in their last three games, right? Like they need some other guys here to get going offensively. Yeah, they do. They. It seems like every night they're tied one-one after forty minutes. That's <laughs> not the Oilers team we know. Yeah. You know, there has to be a way to play responsibly, defensible, uh, responsible defensively. And the goal, you know, they're getting the goaltending. There has to be a way to play that way and, you know, score two goals in a period once in a while. I mean, I'm not sure what to say. They they had a ton of scoring chances in the second period. It just wasn't going in. And and the old chestnut is as long as we're getting the chances, we're happy because they're going to start going in. But this whole winning streak, this team hadn't scored a lot of goals. So, uh, I think it's gone under the radar because they've been so good defensively. But you know, this it's it's out of character, right? It's it's out of character for Edmonton to be a two goal a night team, even though being this good defensively is also not a character trait. We like that part, but there has got to be more goals with this a ma- mass of talent in their front lines. There's got to be more goals than what we're seeing right now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very true. The uh... Where do you come out on, would you consider uh, a little swap of CeCe and DeHarnay? What would what, you have to lose? Would you try it? Uh, I think at this point, no, I wouldn't do it. Like, I think you've got DeHarnay playing the best hockey of his life here. Yeah, fair. Right? Best hockey of his life. Why are you going to mess with that? Why are you going to say, okay, you've given us the last three weeks, you've been the best hockey you've ever played, so we're going to give you a whole bunch more ice time and responsibility and a way tougher matchup. Like, are we trying to break the guy or something? 
Like, why why can't we just be happy that your bottom pair is really good right now? Like, for a third pair of defensemen, Kulak and Darnay are fantastic. And everyone's on CC. No one likes CC's game. You know, I guess if you can go out in the trade market and improve on CC, you should. I'm not sure. I don't think Darnay is well served playing nurse minutes against nurse opponents next to nurse. I think that's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I definitely see the concerns for it. Right. Uh, I've just seen a guy that, you know, would it hurt for one or two games, I guess, is my question. And you probably could do it, you know, a little bit strategically. Like I'm not doing it necessarily against the Boston Bruins, for instance, but the, the orders don't have, like they got Dallas and Boston as top 10 teams this month. You know, they got some middle tier teams, guys battling for playoff spots like St. Louis and Arizona and others. And then they got some bottom 10 teams like the Ducks. I just wonder if it's something that they would consider uh, just to try and, and see. I, I can see the, the concern why you wouldn't. I totally get it. But, uh, you know, to me, if you do it for a few games, like, like I, I don't think DeHarnay is, if anything, it's just going to boost his confidence even more. Right. And uh, so we'll see. Because I don't know, like, outside of Chris Tanev's spec, do you see, and well, we can use Colton Pareko, but that's a pretty massive trade if we're talking Colton Pareko. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure uh, I see a, a clear upgrade other than those two. Do you? Well, I'm going to ask you. No. Well, Pareko's an upgrade on anybody. Yeah, no, no. I'm yet. saying outside of those like, two I, guys, do you see one? Outside of those two guys. Yeah. You know, you never know who's out there. Like you never, you know, we didn't, we didn't speak Matthias Ekholm's name last year till about two hours before he got traded. And all of a sudden, so I forget who one of those guys in Toronto likely said, Hey, so Matthias Ekholm might be going to Edmonton. And we were like, what? So, you know, who knows who's out there, Jay? Yeah, It'd be a guy out there we're not even thinking about. There are better, there are better right side defensemen out there, even than you know the guys you mentioned. So, I, listen, I think we got to, I think people got to chill a little here. Like, uh, look, they, I think they should go get a defenseman at the deadline if they can get a really good defenseman. Go get them and figure out your who your six are going to be. That's a good idea. But in in what happened in the last 48 hours? Like, CC has, CC's playing a regular shift next to Nurse through a 16 game winning streak. 14 games, they allowed two goals or less. Last night, they allowed two goals or less until they pulled their goalie. They outchanced Vegas last night. They were the better team, in my opinion. What, how all of a sudden are we, is, are we, did, Cody Cece become this giant liability. Yeah. Well, Every I don't th- team gets chances against them. Yeah. Cece's not so bad. What's going on here? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying he's the, uh, it's, I was just saying, you know what? Look, try things different to see what happens. Um, I, I see there are times, you know, in Cece's games where, uh, you know, he's, he's not as consistent as you'd like. But like I've said, I don't see clear upgrades other than the two guys I mentioned. Right. And I've, trust me, I've went all around. Like I saw some people, you know, mentioning, um, uh, Jonas Brodin, I'm like, he hasn't played the right side since 2016, right? He's played the left side with Matt Dumba basically exclusively since then. And he's playing the left side with young Brock Faber this year, right? Like, I'm not bringing in a guy who hasn't played the right side in seven years and thinking that that's going to be a clear upgrade, 
right? Like that's a, for a left shot to play in his offside. Like if you've done it regularly, okay. But if you haven't done it in eight years, I don't think I want to experiment with that, uh, down the stretch. Right. So, (laughs) you know, that's, I'm just, you know, you can always look at, it's like the orders need a better second line right winger. I, I think I would argue that that might be more important right now than CeCe. If I had to pick just because, you know, you, as you alluded to, Spec, they're not giving up many goals. Defense isn't, you know, well, hey, they've only lost four games out of 28. They don't have many problems, but they're, they're having a legit <laughs> score on the second line on the right side. Like, I like Warren Fogle, but he's never been a second line scorer. You know what I mean? No, I, I think. I think you have to add a defenseman because you expect injury. Yeah, someone's getting hurt. You know, it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Everybody blocks shots in the playoffs. Guys get hurt. I've said this a hundred times. I like Philip Broberg. I don't like him as my seventh guy. There's not enough NHL games there. We saw his work in the playoffs last year. He flat out wasn't ready to play. He hasn't played a playoff game since. Now we're going to try that again. If he's your eighth defenseman, okay. By the time you get to number eight, everybody's getting a little thin and a little bit young. But I think they need one more guy, a first guy in case someone gets hurt. I'm talking about – I don't even care if it's a – you know, I'm just throwing a name. A Zach Bogosian type guy, an older guy that doesn't have to play every night down the stretch and can come out of the press box for you. Yep. You know, Ryan McDonough, one of those older, steady, solid dudes. That's what I'm talking about. I think they need one of those. I think you can get them at the deadline for a third or fourth round pick, generally speaking, Mm -hmm. the guy I'm talking about. And, yes, I agree. To me, it's a bit of a coin flip here. Uh, The right winger for Dreisaitl, if the right guy was out there, if the guy you liked that could finish, you know, I I don't think – I think Seattle's way too close and they're not trading Jordan Eberle. They might if they fall right out of the race – but a guy like Ebbs that could bury a puck for dry settle would be a, in my esteem, a good pickup. Hmm. And if you, if that guy's there, take him. If not, there's still going to be an asset here to find uh, some big, strong carrier type guy for your fourth line, a center. Hopefully, there's options out there. But I'm with you, Jay. Uh, second line, right wing's the first place to go. A defenseman's the second place to go, and if there's anything left, see what you can get. I really liked the McLeod Holloway Perry line last night. I, I thought they they created a lot. You mentioned the McLeod play; yeah. uh, they they created quite a few. Like I like the look of that line. Like you know, Dylan Holloway is is looking more and more confident all the time, and Corey Perry, you're seeing him trying to make plays like. I like the makeup of that line spec. I, you know what? Uh, I, and Corey Perry, I know the other two guys are real burners. Corey Perry doesn't look uh, out of place at all on that line, speed wise. Do you? Did you think that Corey Perry would be able to take third line minutes in playoff series or fourth line minutes? What do you think? It's a good question. Um, I think he could play. Because he's not on your penalty kill and doesn't play on your power play a whole bunch, like he's on the second unit, which we know doesn't play a whole lot, then I think he can play third-line minutes because it's, it's not going to be overly taxed. It's probably going to be, what, 13 minutes? Yeah, I think he could play 13 minutes. You? Yeah. that That's that's the key for me. If I'm Chris Knobloch, that's what I want to figure out between now and, well, it's a month from now, the trade deadline, right? Yep. Um, that's what I want to figure out. Can I play? Can, can Corey Perry stay like, as much as I want to play? And in the in the playoffs, those depth guys, man, 
Those guys oh. are the difference winning series, those depth-wise. What do they always say? The big boys tend to cancel each other out, and it's the rest of your team that wins or loses a series. So I'm going to play and, and expect some production from Fogle and Holloway, and I want to find out and figure out if I can play Corey Perry the same amount of minutes as I'm going to play those guys at, at even strength. So if I can, then that's – you know, that that relieves me of having to get a need. If I find out that I can't, you know what? You're going to, let's say you get that second line right winger. It just pushes everybody down a bit. Fogel goes to the third line. I don't mind a line with Fogel, Holloway, and uh, McLeod one bit. One bit. I think that was a line coming out of the training camp we wanted to see. And if I push Connor Brown or, or Corey Perry to my fourth line, it's a pretty good fourth line right winger right there. Spec, uh, I hear, are, are you doing a little uh, one-on-one in Bakersfield? Well, it's not a one-on-one. Daniel Nugent Bowman came here with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> it started out as a one-on-one. Then the kid comes up to me and says, I'm thinking of going to Bakersfield. What are you thinking? I says, oh, man, I'm already booked going to Bakersfield. Hop in. <laughs> so we, we just drove up from the airport today. We're going to see Jack Campbell after practice tomorrow. So my exclusive isn't an exclusive anymore, but I'm still getting the story. How about that? Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So um, you should have said, I don't think that's a good idea at all. <laughs> but uh, I yeah. did my best, man. The kid sniffed me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's tough. Well, it, so, it will be you know interesting. What? I got to say, I'm, ha- I'm a little bit happy to see that Campbell's very much found his game here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was hoping in sort of – Kind of, and I shouldn't even say this as a reporter, but I was kind of hoping not to have to come down here and find a guy whose game was in shambles. Uh, that didn't sound like much fun, and it's not. He's playing very well. Now, I'm going to say to you, do you see Ken Holland calling up Jack Campbell before the playoffs start? Because I'm not sure I do. Well, it's difficult just because of uh, in order to call him up, if no one's injured, that means you got to expose Pickard to waivers. And I'm not sure the orders necessarily want to do that now. And, you know, you, you probably wouldn't do it before the trade deadline. And no. to, to do it afterwards, the risk is, well, now the, the rosters are expanded, right? And now some would argue, hey, the teams that need a goalie would have made their move then. But some might say, you know what? We'll carry a third goalie now for, for three weeks or a month. So, you know, the only way Edmonton can do it, I think, spec is if, if they decide to carry three goalies for a short period of time, right? That's the only way it can happen. And for what reason? And for what reason? So I think that the way – and don't under don't overlook this, right? Don't overlook the fact that, you know, the goalie thing is a, is a little chemistry experiment on its own. And Stu Skinner's never played better than he's playing right now. Like this is prime, best-in-life Stu Skinner. If, it, if, if even a little bit of that has to do with having Chad Pickard behind him – and and a good relationship and a backup that's in the right spot and all of that stuff. Why am I messing around with that chemistry experiment right now? I'm just leaving. If my goaltending in Edmonton, if I'm Ken Holland, I'm not touching it, man. It's never been this good in years. So I think Jack Campbell could get six shutouts in a row, and I don't think we'd see him till they called up the black aces for the playoffs yeah you're probably right spec uh, enjoy your non-exclusive and uh, we will uh, <laughs> chat with you tomorrow <laughs> okay man see you later it's uh mark specter from uh rogers sportsnet
Jason Greger, Connor Howling with you. Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, when we come back, uh, hey, we're going to talk about one of the uh, the great Canadians. Not in Montreal, but great Canadians. Next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 527. Welcome back. Wednesday afternoon. Happy hump day. And some tacos tonight. Ooh, I love it. Just like when you know there's certain dinners you're having, you're just like, oh, I can't wait to get home. Not that I don't want to get home all the time, but sometimes just a little bit more incentive to get there. It's great. Just, uh, hey, if you need some incentive to have a little bit of fun, do it within your limits. Uh, use your GameSense, by the way. Go to GameSense.ab.ca. You can learn uh, all about the uh, the risks of uh, online gambling at uh, GameSense.ab.ca. Let's go in the room now. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Uh, they have the new platform trailers have arrived. They're ready for work. You need some? Use them. NextGenTransportation.com. Paul Sir, host of the basketball show that debuts in three days right here on Sports 1440. Joins us, of course, a uh, former uh, pro coach and uh, player in Europe for a long time. And, uh, Paul, I, you know what? Uh, Shy Gilgus Alexander, I just don't know if I can talk about him enough, man. Like, the, the more I watch this guy, like, God, I just love him. Like, honestly, he might be, he might be my most exciting player to watch in the NBA right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, before I comment, I'm going to ask you why. What is it about his game that, in, that, draws you to him so much, Jason. Well, you know what? I like it. He handles the ball. And, and maybe because you've talked about a lot, it's like he's different in the fact that, you know, does a lot of mid-range jumpers. I just, you know, he has the ball a lot. So number one, I notice him, right? Number two, he's a hell of a shooter, right? I think he, I think he's a good distributor of the ball. I like how he competes and he plays fast. Like, I just, I like watching him. Like, he's just, he's entertaining. Now, maybe I'm a little biased because he's Canadian too, but God, I find myself watching a lot of their games. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. I totally agree with you. I think the guy, regardless of his nationality and the fact that he's Canadian, is wonderful when you think of the Olympics coming up. But, but I totally agree with you. He's different. He shoots it really well. He has the mid-range game. He gets to the rim. He plays fast, and he plays – what I love about him is he plays fast and he plays slow. And that's one of the unique qualities of the greatest players that play this game is they know how to control the pace. They know how to control the defender. And when they have to go really fast, they go fast. But when they can slow it down, control their defender by using their body, he does that well. Like, he he does it all, and he's a great passer. Mm-hmm. He, I, I totally agree with you. He finds his own open teammates. It looks like they really enjoy playing with him. So if he gets 40, that's great. If he gets 23, he'll always be 23 and 12. He's never 23 and 2. And that is why he's an he's a superstar and an MVP candidate, legit in every way. Totally agree with you. Yeah, like him, Anybody's- him and Don. Like obviously, I love watching Luka Doncic too. He's a he's a hell of a player yeah. too. So um, he really is. Yeah, and best like, men's league player on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Like he kind of plays a little bit like you know if you use the uh, um, you know like. The outdoor rink and hockey terms, like he he looks like sometimes he's just you know he he's just kind of freewheeling a little bit on the floor. Like he's very creative, is Donkage. He, he's very creative and he's very confident. And the thing that allows him to do that is he's just such a phenomenal step back three point jump uh, three point shooter. Like what he does. 
stepping back with the ball with a guy on him is incredible, I find. So Gilgis Alexander, Luka Doncic, what dynamic, exciting players that really are are completely different in so many respects from almost from 99% of the other NBA players. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty impressive, uh, no question. As uh, as we continue on through the year, you know the Timberwolves. There's there's been some separation a little bit at, at the top, but the uh, the Phoenix Suns, Paul, they're starting to play like the team everybody thought they'd be. They're getting hot and they're finding their rhythm. If Beal can stay healthy, and if Beal and Durant can stay healthy, uh, by the time playoffs come, it's going to be interesting to see how good they can become. We know the West is tough. We know there are a lot of good teams. But how many teams have the kind of firepower that you see in Phoenix with three guys that can go off, especially Durant and Devin Booker, who, I mean, Booker's had, what, two 60-point games this year? Like, he he's a legitimate uh, uh, score in bunches player. We all know Durant, one of the great scorers of all time. And now seeing Beal coming into his own, it's why – I've always loved Bradley Beal. I love the way he plays. I always wished he would have been on the Raptors because I just, you know, a guy that can shoot the ball that well and put it on the floor. He doesn't have the versatility of Gilgis Alexander, but he is a heck of a scorer. So that three-headed monster is starting, like you said, Jason, to come into their own. Uh, let's let's talk about some of the trades. Of course, NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. Um, the uh, Timberwolves acquire uh, Monte Morris in exchange for uh, Shake Milton, Troy Brown, uh, and, and a second-round uh, pick. Uh, what do you make of that move, kind of a more of a, of a depth move? Is there any trades today that you've really liked? Nothing Nothing that was earth-shattering. The, the Timberwolves move, they tried to solidify their point guard position because Mike Conley is, is injury-prone. Mm-hmm. So having some depth with an experienced player who's had a lot of good playoff experience that's a good move by the wolves like like you said the wolves the, the wolves have been fun to watch this year i and i never thought i would say that with uh, gobert and uh, carl anthony towns but they have been a lot of fun to watch boy finch is a hell of a coach like to get that group of that to me is the 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 truest and purest art form of, of coaching is if you can take the talent you have and mold it into a unit that maximizes its potential, you're a hell of a coach. And the Wolves have done that. Finch has done that with the Wolves. Raptors haven't found a way, and I know they've had a revolving door this year, but uh, the Raptors coaching staff has not found a way to harness its talent yet. And uh, I'll tell you that, a performance the other night by the Raptors, and I'm sorry to jump over to them, but I, I really wanted to touch on that against the New Orleans Pelicans. That was dismal. And uh, I, I'm very curious to see if the Raptors are going to move Dennis Schroeder tonight. But yeah. I, I just don't have a good feeling about this team right now. Uh, they're just not showing the kind of signs you'd want a team to show to say that these trades have made them better. Oh, God, no. And basically, they, they spot every opposing team a 10-point lead in the first quarter at some point, it seems. <laughs> right? They're just like, I okay, know. you know what? Well, we'll give you guys a 10-point lead. 
<laughs> not sure why, because the chances of us coming back are pretty nil, but uh, they have not been a good starting team. There's no question about no. that uh, at no. all. No. But, you know, you, you talk about some of the names out there, Paul. I know that you're on top of your reading. Do you, you know, there's always a few names out there. Like, who are some of the guys you think could be moved that could be difference makers potentially here in the next, uh, uh, I guess it's now like 22 hours before the deadline? I, you know, what I'm hearing right now and what I'm seeing right now in terms of who's prepared to move what, I don't see anybody that, like Tillman going to Boston. That's a helpful move because that really solidifies their post play. Uh, Tillman's not a, an offensive player, but in terms of defensive rank in the league, he's like in the 98th percentile in all of the analytics. Like he'll change shots. And that makes Boston tougher around the rim where they weren't that good before. So I think Boston made a, made a good move. As far as anybody else making a big move, I don't know, Jason. I don't see any team right now that's really willing to pull the plug. I, you know, you hear rumblings of D'Angelo Russell uh, moving from L.A. And just as soon as you start hearing those rumblings, they do. D'Angelo Russell does what he always does. He starts playing well. And, and it's amazing to see what lights a fire with that guy. But, yeah. you know, there have been talk of several teams trying to pick him up, including the Raptors trying to now move Dennis Schroeder. So, uh, you know, aside, though, from Russell, I mean, Kelly Olenek, you know, is on the block. They're talking about Jordan Clarkson moving him out. Utah seems really anxious to make some moves. But I don't, I don't know of anybody that is going to go anywhere and solve major problems that would solidify. I think it's pieces like Tillman, uh, pieces like uh, what Minnesota did, that seems to be more the norm right now. I don't see any blockbusters happening. Yeah, I think the Bruce Brown Jr. I don't think he's long in Toronto. I think uh, I think he, I think yeah. he gets moved for sure. So I, and and I, I I'm I'm mystified uh, at why I now that I've had some time and distance on the trades for Ananobi and Siakam. I'm mystified on the the Indiana trade uh, because you get Bruce Brown in, who was really effective for Denver last year. And he looks like he just doesn't even want to be there on some nights. And it looks like the coaching staff really doesn't want him to be there either. So I, I'm, I'm mystified as to what that move really has, has netted for the Raptors other than maybe some cap space or they some free agency signing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's interesting, Paul, to, to see where it goes from here. So, uh, it'll be fun to watch. And, uh, uh, the show, can you, can you give us a teaser? Who's coming up on the inaugural show this Saturday, uh, at 10 a.m. here on Sports 1440? We had a couple of really interesting, uh, names lined up, but then we got the kibosh yesterday because of the trade deadline. Uh, so, uh, we've bumped them into the future. So there are a couple of NBA guys. Uh, but we've got this weekend, we're going to have Ben Cricky on. Uh, we've got a couple of other local folks that are going to be on. And you know what? I'm still working along with Brian Swain on solidifying a couple of others. We have we have um, somebody that's going to talk about the tra- trade deadline. Uh, Joe Morgan works for Fox News Sports. He's, you know, Joe's not a household name, but he's a pretty big name in sports reporting and especially the NBA. So we'll have him on. And then we're still hoping for a, we're still hoping, but I can't confirm, Jason. But what I promise I will do is I will text or email you as soon as I get confirmation on the name that I hope 
that we'll be able to have because I said I would give it to you first, and I will. No, well, you don't have to give it to me first. I'm just helping to promote the show, so that's great. But, yeah, we uh, we look forward to it. Uh, Thanks, Paul. We look forward to tuning in. Uh, Basketball fans are going to enjoy the show uh, every Saturday here on Sports 1440 starting this Saturday at 10 a.m. Looking forward to it, Jason. Thanks for everything, and uh, uh, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting day tomorrow. I hope I'm wrong. I hope we get a couple of surprises on the in the NBA uh, with the trade deadline. Yeah, we'll see. Awesome. Thanks, Paul. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, Jason. Bye, bye. Paul Sir from Basketball Board, also debuting on Saturday at 9 a.m. Connor Halley. Yeah, we've got the Saturday sports setup that's going to run at 9 a.m. Saturday mornings, kind of a lead into Paul Sir, where we'll be talking about maybe a little bit from the night before, like in the case where there's an Oilers game, like this Friday and Saturday, uh, setting you up for the big day and what's going on. So will be some hockey talk. Uh, this weekend, we'll also be talking about the NBA, of course, when there's big UFCs. Declan Kruger will be all over that one, and it's going to be kind of a rotating cast. I'll be in there, Declan, Brandon, we've got Donovan, the intern, Brad Slater's going to come by, and I've already reached out to a few people. Uh, we're going to get some uh, local celebrities, local sports media people to come by and hang out with us for that hour. So we're really looking forward to that as well, Greg. You're good to have some local content Saturday mornings. Yeah, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Uh, quick break. Uh, we'll return. Uh, hear a little bit from uh, Chris Knobloch and more. Lots of text. 833-401-1440. I like it. People are fired up. We'll get to uh, that when we return on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. Jason Gregor, Sports 1440, Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook. As always, uh, coming to you live in the Ewell studio, your local electrical distributor, and, uh, man, they are uh, off to a great start in 2024. So uh, anything that you need, electrical, you think Ewell, E-W-E-L dot C-A. Uh, we got a lot. We're going to end with uh, lots of texts. Uh, guys, I love when uh, the the, uh, the difference in your show, you can talk hockey, then you're talking football, basketball. I love it. That's why it's called Sports 1440, and you guys don't just talk hockey. I really appreciate it. From That one comes in from uh, Rick adds P.S. I like hockey. I just like the other sports as well. As do we, Rick. We're sports fans, 100%, right? Uh, there's lots of different things to discuss. Obviously, we talk a lot of the NHL. We talk a lot of the orders. But I uh, really uh, enjoyed the uh, the Jamie and Pelly. If you, if you missed that interview today, uh, I would highly recommend go listen to it at jasongregor.com or anywhere you get your podcast. Of course, uh, you know, Jamie was very open about uh, you know his journey to uh, to football. And, you know, is it a kind of a fork in the road in his time had some really influential coaches that really helped him kind of go down the right path rather than the wrong path. And then, um, also talked very heroically, I think, and very bravely about, uh, losing his, uh, five month old daughter, um, last February 23rd, um, uh, sudden infant, uh, uh, death, very, uh, you know, anybody who's had that, it's, it's so excruciatingly painful because, you know, one day they're there and the next day they're gone. Like, there's no warning. You don't see anything. And it's, uh, it's very tough. Um, and, uh, you know, him and his wife have handled it as, I think, as well as you can and talked really openly about it and, you know, how in training camp for a while, you know, we needed a few days away and stuff like that. And it's, it just, I really liked his openness. So I think if you're going through a tough time, you might want to listen to that for sure. Lots of texts flying in. Uh, people wondering about, uh, players or not. Hey, boys. Um, what's your thoughts on a few guys? Uh, Barabanov, and do you think that uh, Maroon is an option? And what about Kaslik for Connor Brown? That one comes from Frank. Uh, Barabanov, I don't see how he helps. He's not a top six forward on a cup contending team, so I, I, and he's definitely not a bottom six guy, so I don't see how he helps. Uh, Pat Maroon, do the owners need, now that they got Corey Perry, I don't think they need Maroon. Um, Kaslik, 
I got time for him. Big physical center. You know, he would qualify as a fourth line uh, center option for sure. Uh, I'd have to dig in a little bit more to, to, to his numbers, but he, you know, he's a big body. He can skate. He's got, uh, got a little edge to his game. No question. Right. He, uh, he's a right shot center. So, you know, and like this guy had, like he was a 47 goal scorer in junior. Right. And, and then he had 38 the next year in 58 games. Like the guy can shoot. Now, obviously that's junior at the pro level. He hasn't uh, produced a ton of offense, but you know, that's, I'm not looking for offense. He's six foot four, two twenty five. So I don't mind that. I have to look at his, uh, his contract. Like if, if I'm Ottawa, like am I trading him for a draft pick? It helps Edmonton, but like, does it really help Ottawa? Like, I don't know if they need to get younger. You know what I mean? So that would be, uh, that would kind of be it. And, um, so yeah, I'm trying to think, um, and, did he is he banged up now? I gotta look. Um do, 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 do. trying to figure out where uh where he's at. So um but yeah, he's he's an intriguing candidate. It's a name I haven't really looked at, to be honest, so might have to dig into him a little bit more. Thanks for that, Frank. Hey boys, what's wrong with this fan base? The orders lose one game after sixteen and some people are going nuts from Gordon. Really honestly, Gordon, we haven't had really any text messages today that I can think of of people really that upset. Right? Like you see a few people on Twitter, but Hey, no offense. Uh, I think at times we can see, uh, you know, who resides there. Like there are people that were waiting for the orders to lose so they can complain. That's just how they are. Like, you, you know who they are. And it's just like, I don't even bother. There's there. You're, you're wasting your time interacting with those people. Cause they, they're never satisfied on anything. And they always have to find somebody they don't like. It's just how it is. Like, the Orders aren't going to win every game. I don't think they played poorly. Now, did some guys not have their best games last night? Yes. Evan Bouchard wasn't great. Nugent Hopkins wasn't great. Right? A few other, Cody Cece on the second goal. Right? Now, it wasn't like an egregious play, but it's one where you're like, hey, man, like in a tight game, you got to stay in the shooting lane there. Right? Like, that's... That kind of should be, you know, some of his forte, I would say. So. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I don't see I don't see actually a lot of angst right now or concern. You know, people getting upset about one game, I think, is a vast, vastly small minority of people. I think most of the fans are like, yeah, they're not going to win every game. I'm not going to get too upset. Why would I? They're 24 and 4 in their last 28 games, for goodness sakes. There is um, there's really no reason to, to get that upset, uh, I think, about this. Hey, guys, uh, I think we get someone who isn't even on the radar. Holland seems to dig a bit deeper from Jordan. Um, well, who would you look at? Like, last year, Nick Bukestad, I mean, talked about for a while. Now, Ekholm came out. I don't know if he was deeper, but he was just unexpected. Even Ken Holland said, you know what? He uh, he had asked about him earlier, then he came on the market late. and so. But I've even looked around the league. I've looked at lots of teams because of the Ekholm situation and say, okay, which team has a defenseman that would even fall under that category? And to me, it would be Colton Pareko. That's the obvious one, right? Um, now, an interesting one to me that, that hasn't been discussed. Now, it, it would all depend on, you know, you, you'd have to give up a significant amount, I would think, because you, you got to get them to retain some salary to even consider it, right? And again, uh, he would have no movement clause. He's American. Does he want to come to Canada? That's just the truth. Not a lot do. But if you're looking for a right defenseman, what about John Carlson in Washington? And if they retain half, how much you got to pay him to retain half? So that's four million. I like he'd be an interesting candidate to me. But there's lots of ifs he wants to go if they want to retain half, because that's kind of what they'd have to do to make it work, right? Or at least three mil of the eight. So you know what's that going to cost you? Right? And actually, I should look at Carlson to just see what's he actually... You know what? The retention isn't that bad. Uh, well, because I guess he's owed six mil in uh, in actual cash. He's got an uh, an $8 million uh, contract or cap it, but it's uh, six mil in cash. So, you know, if, if you do it, it would be... Th- you're asking him to, uh, to retain and they pay basically six mil if he's going to give 50%, right? And you have the, the cap hit of, of four. You know, Kuznetsov is now on leave. They're not really going anywhere. I wonder when. This might be a little bit too early, and he might not want to do it. But, uh, you know, we'll see. Hey, Gregor, what about all the speculation at the, at the uh, draft about Boone Jenner? Well, hey, man, what, what, would you, what, would you gonna, what are you going to have to give up to get Boone Jenner? Right, he's the captain of their team. I like him. Right? I, I like Boone Jenner a lot. But you're going to have to give up some some salary to do it, 100%. And I look at Boone Jenner. Yeah, I like him. But in order to, you're like, you got to move out some salary to make it work, right? So are you moving out Warren Fogel? Right? That, it, it's kind of like when they moved out Ekholm, they moved out Tyson Berry, a pretty big contract to bring in a big contract. So I think you, you kind of have to remember that. 
that if orders are going to make a deal like that, there's got to be some money moved out. And it can't just be Connor Brown. That's 775 k It's not a lot of money. Right? Remember, his bonus structure, that's it's not part of his cap hit. Right? And it already counts against the orders. So his cap hit this year is 775 k right now. It's not a lot of money moving out. On behalf of uh, Connor Halley, Declan Kruger running everything at uh, Orders Nation. Thanks, as always, for listening, watching. Uh, we'll talk some NBA, of course, as the uh, trade deadline goes down tomorrow at 3 o'clock. A little teaser for you exactly one month from the NHL trade deadline, which bodes the question. Do you think the NHL should look at, it was Nathan McKinnon who said, maybe we should move it back, like into February. Would you be all for that? Get your thoughts. On that and much more tomorrow. Let's get to the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. Avoid the uh, pushy salesman. It's easy online ordering. Get Douglas delivered in a box to your doorstep with free shipping coast to coast to coast. Go to douglas.ca slash orders nation and get a great deal. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.